change like my dreams out of reach This pain and all this grief If you see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and it's so You're on Pastor Phil Welcome to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM. Welcome back. Welcome back. You on the right channel at the right time. Welcome to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, church, and the streets on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM. So glad to be back with you on this Sunday morning. Yep, 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 yep. It's your boy, Pastor Jay. Still filling in for my man, Pastor Phil Jackson and DJ Ruckus, because they are still on the mother continent of Africa, um, doing some great work, taking young people on a pilgrimage. Um, and uh, I'm just really excited about their work. But man, got to hold it down for my guys so we can keep this going. And um, I hope you all enjoyed last week's, man. Uh, this is just an interesting um, just moment in time as we celebrate 50 years of hip hop this year. And so uh, at my church where I pastor, Lawndale Christian Community Church, started a sermon series called Celebrating 50 Years of Hip Hop and 45 Years of Loving God and Loving People. And as we celebrate it, we are going through all the elements of hip hop and talking about what a great culture hip hop is, as well as what we can learn as we continue to try to walk our Christian faith and understand how our Christian uh, faith and hip-hop culture intertwine. So last week's show, we played the first sermon in that series, and it was entitled, In the Beginning Was the DJ, What Happens When the Creator is Forgotten? Well, we're going to keep this series going. I hope you all enjoyed it. We're going to get into week two. And I want to admittedly say, I preached this one, and I got a little excited as I started preaching it, because it got good to me to talk about one of my favorite elements of hip hop, which is breaking. And then also because this is a passage about giving God praise. So towards the end of this thing, you know what I'm saying? I get a little Baptist on you, but it's OK. Y'all going to enjoy it. I promise. I promise. Just just roll with me. Um, so this sermon title was simply um, uh, it was all about breaking, as I said. And the sermon title was this. The B-Boy Stance. When the spirit makes you move. Man, I'm so excited for y'all to hear this. Um, I hope that um, the juxtaposition of hip hop and our Christian faith, as well as breaking and dancing for the Lord, uh, how you see those things going together. Um, but I also hope that there's some nuggets in the passage that maybe you haven't heard, uh, really paid attention before there in Second Samuel. So we're going to dive right into this thing. This one's called. Uh, the B-Boy stance when the spirit makes you move. It's going to kick off with DJ Dean turns doing a little scratching. Uh, and then we're going to jump right into this thing. So once again, you at the right place at the right time. Church on the block. Real talk about hip hop church in the streets. We're doing our church on the block hip hop sermon show. This is part two. B-Boy stance when the spirit makes you move. Hope you enjoy it. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. In the presence of the Lord is where you'll find me at. In the presence of the Lord is where you'll find me at. Anybody agree with that? That where you want to be is in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the King. In the presence of the one who gives you breath. In the presence of the one that's worthy of all our praise. Anybody want to be in the presence of the King? Hallelujah. Oh, in the presence of the Lord is where you find me. Yeah, that's dope, Dean. That's dope. Yeah. Man, 
I am so excited. Y'all know I've been thinking all week about how we could do this thing. I even decided to put on my B-boy outfit. You know what I mean? Shell toes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Adidas from head to toe. I would even show you my underwear, but that might be inappropriate, but they Adidas too. Socks from head to toe. We talking. They ain't ready. <laughs> we are in the middle of a series here at Lawndale where we are juxtaposing and both celebrating 50 years of hip-hop and 45 years of loving God and loving people. And my premise in this thing is just to help us realize, and I'm going to have some help with this thing over the next couple Sundays, is really trying to help us realize that Lawndale is hip-hop. We are. From the way that we vibe, to the things that we do, to the ethos of how our church was founded, everything about it is countercultural, and it is right in line with hip-hop's mantras. And so it makes sense to me if we're 45 and hip-hop is 50, that we ought to be able to say, we too grew up with hip-hop as a church and how we can celebrate hip-hop's contributions, not only to the world, but to the kingdom of God, and then celebrate God's creation and this beautiful culture, as well as God's creation with this beautiful congregation of people. Y'all, we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop and 45 years of loving God and loving people. Somebody give God some praise for having something to celebrate. All right, I'm not going to be long today. This, this word preach itself, so it doesn't take me long. But I do want to do a little bit of an introduction. So last week, we started off our series with, In the beginning was the DJ. You know what I'm saying? And what happens when the creator is forgotten? We talked about the fact that when the creator is forgotten, everything else really has no purpose. Right? That the purpose of the MC, the rapper, was really just to fill in space while the creator did their thing. And when we lose touch with the creator, we lose our purpose. Detached from God, we are nothing. Detached from God, we begin to worship things that are not to be worshipped. We start putting created things before the creator. I talked about the fact that while the creator is digging in the crates for a little more grace and a little more mercy, our job is just to lift him up. While the creator is digging in the crates for a little hope and a little peace and a little joy to hand out, we're just supposed to lift him up. Well, today we're talking about the second of the elements of hip-hop. So I told y'all there are four elements, and I'm going to add the fifth element on the last day. The first element was the DJ. Today we are talking about the second element, which is the breaker, the breakdancers. How many of y'all remember breakdancing? Breakdancing was a phenomenon, took over the world. It was one of those things that, like, you saw everywhere. But I want you to recognize that hip-hop as a culture, breakdancing has never ceased. It may have stopped being something you see in popular culture. But those folks who still live within hip-hop culture and live by those four principles, and remember I told you, hip-hop is the way to live, right? And last week we talked about DJ, and that's something you do. Same thing with breakdancing. Breaking is something you do. Hip-hop is the way you live. So you can be a breakdancer and not be hip-hop. Just know how to dance. But you can also be a hip-hopper, right? And then fall in love with breaking in the premise. So what I want to do is, I want to show you one of my favorite scenes. So I was a breaker 
all through high school and college. I, break, I did break dancing all through high school and college. Man, and uh, y'all know I would show you something, but that Achilles has retired me. I listened, I'm listening to my wife now. She was like, let's talk about break dancing. Let's not try to do it anymore. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Last time I didn't listen, I walked up here like this. So I'm going to listen this time. All right? But I want to show you my favorite breakdancing scene of all time. It comes from a movie. Y'all moving a movie called Beat Street. Oh, man. Beat Street is a movie out of the 80s that, to me, was the first quintessential movie to highlight all four aspects of hip-hop. Okay? So I want to show this quick video. You got it queued up, y'all? It's the one on the, on the desktop. And what I love about it is it gives you a good premise of what hip-hop was. I mean, hip-hop as well, but what breaking was all about. Breaking was actually created as an alternative to gang fighting. If you don't know that, the New York gangs were at each other's throats. Kurt cutting, the one really wasn't shooting as much back then, but stabbing each other and, and everything else you could think of. And a, and a famous DJ named Africa Bombada, right? And I'm sure many others out there, but this is how the story goes. Decided that he wanted to lead um, these young folks in a different way. Created something called the Zulu Nation. And then from there was helping young people to solve their disagreements, not through fighting, but on the dance floor. And so you see all these crews get together and, and then it was this crew against that crew. But versus it was this gang against that gang. And so I want to show you this. Uh, uh, it's right. Yep. Click it. For at, the, at, the, at a famous dance club called the Roxy, which was downtown New York. My up rock came from the little guy with the vest on. I used to do that. Hold it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm doing it. Um, all right, so I'm not going to be longer, but I wanted you to see that because I wanted you to understand, if you notice it, you can see how that easily transitioned from something violent to something that was nonviolent. These guys really did have beef. They didn't like each other. Somebody said something about somebody else. All these things were going on. They really had beef, but rather than fighting it through violence, rather than figuring it out, it was through dancing. And everybody compassed around, made sure that they understood that this was important. This was actually a moment, and we need to respect it. Um, I just think that there's something to be said about um, hip-hop as a culture being a, a culture of peace, being one of unity, being one of love. And uh, although there's a lot of music out there that might glorify the other, when you think about the culture, remember, rap is something you do. Hip-hop is the way you live. We're not talking about what people say or do. We're talking about the culture which surrounds it. Now, I want to make a, a quick juxtaposition real quick to this, to this text and real quick. Now, this text is an easy text to preach from. I have probably preached from it a million times in my pastoral uh, career, but I want to let y'all know something about it today, and that I want you to pay attention to what's going on in the text. And what's going on in the text is you got David, right, who's basically getting disrespected by Saul's daughter. That's the core of the text. King David, who's taken over for King Saul, is being disrespected by Saul's daughter. Now, everything hasn't happened yet, and, and she don't like him, obviously, you know, because, you know, my daddy was supposed to be king, you know what I mean? And God has chosen you now, and I don't like you. So there's some beef there. There's some issues. It's Bronx Rockers versus Beach Street. She doesn't like what's going on. And, and David sees that the Ark of the Covenant is down at the house of Obed-Edom. And Obed-Edom is getting all the blessings. God is blessing Obed-Edom. God is taking care of that place. God is taking care of everyone that's there. And David says, shoot, move that joker up here to my house. Because he sees blessing happening there. 
and decides that he wants blessing where he is. The first thing I want you to notice about David in this thing is that David is a praiser. Somebody say, praise God. David is a praiser. He recognizes that God deserves to be praised. Are there any praisers in the room? All right. Anybody that knows God deserves to be praised. And the first thing I notice about this passage is that when David sees God blessing somebody else, he don't get jealous. He don't be like, why is Obed-Edom getting all the love? Why is he says, if God could bless them, God, you are welcome into my house. Bring the Ark of the Covenant up here so that we can get the same blessing in our house. Somebody know that praise can be contagious. Blessings can be contagious. When you see somebody else getting blessed, you see somebody else praising, no matter what season you find yourself in, you make a decision that you're going to praise too. Somebody say decisive praise. This is what David does. He makes a decision that he too is going to give God praise no matter what's going on. Now things have not been perfect for David. Saul's been trying to kill him. Saul's been trying to take care of him. David hasn't been perfect himself. There's things that are going on, but in the midst of it, David is a praiser. He is decisive that God deserves praise. He's going to give God praise and even more encouraged when he sees other folks getting blessed. So much so, he says, God, you are welcome. Yo, welcome back, man. Part one was dope, right? Decisive praise, right? We got to want God in our homes. We got to make a decision to praise God no matter what the circumstance. Man, love it. Yo, we're going to take a break real quick, but we'll be right back on Church on the Block. This thing about to get good. You don't want to miss it. Don't change that dial. See y'all right after this. Devos and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church, and the streets. It's your boy, Pastor Jay, still filling in for my man, Pastor Phil Jackson, and for DJ Ruckus, who are away in the motherland, but they'll be back soon. But what we've been doing for these first couple of weeks uh, while they're gone is kind of just talking through uh, this hip hop series I have going on in my church, Lawndale Christian Community Church, uh, 50 years of hip hop. 45 years of loving God and loving people. And we just heard the first part of this sermon, which was all about being decisive about our praise. We had a little bit of conversation about what b-boying is, what, uh, uh, what breaking was about, and the fact that it's all about peacemaking and unity. And, um, and now we're about to get into this second part. Man, I love the thoughts that come out of this second part about making sure that we understand just how important it is. Uh, to praise God and not to worry about what other people think. All right. So we're going to jump back into this sermon. The title of the sermon is the B-Boy Stance when the spirit makes you move. All right. Y'all enjoy it. And disclaimer again. Remember, I told you I got a little excited on this one because I was excited about the content, both breaking and this this passage in Second Samuel about David. But I promise you, just just vibe with me. It is good and it's it's good content. All right, we'll be back right after this. Keep listening, y'all. Let's get into this sermon. Uh, when the spirit makes you move, the b boy stance. See y'all back in a second. Now, after that, the next thing we see here is that David actually, as they're leading this ark up to the to, to his house, he starts dancing before the ark. 
And he starts dancing so much that his little ephah, his little gird, his little linen thing starts to get a little loose. Anybody ever tried to dance? You got your music on after you got out the shower and you got your towel wrapped around you and you getting it in and your towel starts falling off, right? It's one of those things where David's ephah started to come off. And he was so into his praise that he really did not care. He kept on praising. He kept on praising. He wanted to lead the ark into his house because he wanted God to know how much he loved him. He didn't care who was looking. He didn't care what was going on. David was going to dance for the Lord. Here's what I want you to understand about hip-hop and how this ties together. All right. Sometimes we look at folks with disdain and despise the way Mikhail looks at David because he's getting a little undignified. He's getting a little bit less righteous and a little less kingly and a little less holy and a little less polite because he knows who God is and that God deserves praise. This is what would happen with the B-boys. Y'all know this move right here? called the B-Boy Stance. You know where this comes from? It's because it was the DJ's job to make the B-Boy move. B-Boys would go to parties and stand on the wall like this. This DJ's whack. He ain't doing nothing. Until they found that one track. You know what I mean? They found that one, you know, that they couldn't. Apache come on. Boom, 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 boom. Jump on. Oh, they like, oh! They hit the floor. The goal of the DJ, the creator... Come on, somebody. Y'all going to get this thing in a second. The goal of the DJ, the goal of the creator was to hit the right note, was to play the right music, was to make the right move so good that the B-boy could no longer sit still. The B-boy could no longer have their face turned up. No matter what was going on in their life, if they mama just lost their job, if they were still struggling in the hood, if they didn't know how they were going to eat tonight, when the creator hit the right note, they had no choice. All of a sudden, their feet start moving. All of a sudden, their arms get unfolded. They might get a little undignified, start breaking in the middle of the floor. They can't stop moving because the creator has done something so good, they can't stand still. I just want to tie it together for you that when the Lord makes you move, you go move. What, what happened? Some of y'all come to church every Sunday in the B-boy stand. And Adalia up here trying to make you move. She's trying to do things. We even got a real DJ up here. God is asking, have I not done anything for you? Didn't you see what I did for Obed-Edom? Didn't you see what I did down there? Didn't you see what I did for Kathy? Didn't you see what I did for Lapita? Didn't you see what I did? You still? Is there anybody that's going to let the Lord strike a note that's going to make you move? Is there anybody that's going to realize that God has been so good that I got to give him praise? If I can't dance, I'm going to lift my hands. If I can't shout, I'm going to sing a note. If I can't cry, I'm going to just throw my hands up. Whatever I got to do, God going to get some praise in here. That's what this text is saying. David said, I don't care what you think, Mikhail. God been too good to me. I seen what he done for Obed Edom, and I know he'll do it for us. And she still didn't like it. And some of y'all stand still because you're looking around. We ain't never done it like this. They be playing the music and the drums be getting a little fast. Can we do that here? Oh, uh, don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Can we can I get up and dance? Pastor Jay say dance. Can we dance today? Is that okay? Can we can we shout around? Jump? Can we do if God's been good to you? You shouldn't have to ask the question. The question should be asked, can I stop you from screaming? Can I stop you from dancing?
dancing cannot stop you from shouting, cannot stop you from thanking God. If God has done anything for you, nobody should have to make you move. Nobody should have to make you shout. Nobody should have to make you clap. Nobody should have to make you throw your hands up. Nobody should have to make you do anything. It'll be a note struck and you won't be able to hold yourself up here in your b-boy stance. You better unfold them arms. Let the Lord move you. Now, don't get me wrong. Every b-boy is different. That's why I wanted to show you Beach Street. There was some of them that could do floor work and get all on the ground. I'm not saying that everybody's got to be the same. Maybe you're not a person that's going to get up and jump and dance around, but don't let me see you jumping up and cheering for the bears. Actually jumping. We won one game. We did it. The Lord been good to you your whole life. Gives you breath in your lungs. The ability to talk and walk. And I, I just don't do all that. All right, all right. So I told you I got a little excited on that one. <laughs> I came from. Uh, if anybody else hate to hear your own voice on like radio or recorded, yo, that's me as an MC. That's crazy to say, but like I hate hearing my own voice. But anyway, man, I got excited as I think about like, yo, like God just wants us to be us, and as hip hoppers, man, that should be exciting to hear. Like breakers, we call to break, break for the Lord. Don't worry about what people think. Don't worry about what people say. Don't worry about what it is. Like when God get when he, when God's been good to you, man, use what you got to give God praise and to celebrate him. So yeah, this is, this path, man, this message, it meant a lot to me as I was preaching it. So it wasn't like it was just for everybody else, but I felt like God really spoke to me um, really intimately about the fact that he created me the way that I am. And therefore I should be able to worship him in that way and not feel like I have to fit into any kind of box or make myself like what somebody else thinks I need to be like in order to give God praise. Nah, I got to just be who God created me to be and uh, and recognize how good God's been and then use my gifts for him. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited about this thing. This last part, I think, is is really, really dope. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Um, we are still talking about um, this hip hop uh, series I'm doing at Londo Christian Community Church called Celebrating 50 Years of Hip Hop, 45 Years of Loving God and Loving People. We've done five straight Sundays. We're going to get into all four elements plus the fifth Sunday. I'm going to talk about the missing element. So, yeah. Stick with us. We're going to get into the last part of this thing when we come back from these breaks. You know, got to pay the bills just a little bit. All right, but it's your boy, Pastor Jay, right here on Church in the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We'll be right back after these messages. You know what I'm saying? All right, y'all, don't touch that dial. I guarantee you don't want to miss the last part of this sermon. See you in a minute. Peace. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Real talk about hip-hop, the church in the streets right here on Church in the Block. Once again, Pastor Jay. Uh, missing my co-host. Hope y'all ain't getting tired of my voice. <laughs> but uh, 
Pastor Phil and, and DJ Ruckus are still away in Africa, so I'm filling in by myself. But this thing is going well. We are still talking about this hip-hop series, 45 years of hip-hop. I mean, 50 years of hip-hop, 45 years of loving God, 11 people, and um, that we're doing in Lawndale Christian Community Church. And uh, just sharing these sermons with you because it's been a real dope walk through hip-hop, faith, you know, Christ, how culture and religion meet and and just how we can uh, not only just celebrate Christ through hip hop, but also educate folks on what hip hop actually is. You keep, you keep hearing me say over and over again in these messages, you know, rap is something you do. Breaking is something you do. Graph writing is something you do. You know what I'm saying? MCing is something you do, but hip hop is how you live. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with our Christian faith, man. You know, reading the Bible is something we do. You know, praying is something we do. But overall, uh, you know, our relationship with the Lord should lead to a lifestyle that reflects Him, and it's the same thing with hip hop. So, yeah. So we finna get into this last part of this sermon, and I guarantee you, it got good to me, y'all. I can't even front; it got good to me. So, um, if you need to turn your radio down some, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I get excited on this third part. But when you hear it, I think it'll make sense to you. And then later on, at the end of the sermon, um, I'm talking about a guy at my church who never really got excited aloud, and you won't know what I'm doing because uh, you can't see me, but he would stand up in the back of the church and just point his finger at the preacher, never made a word, never made a sound, and that was his thing. So that's what I'm doing when you hear the sound go away, all right? All right, y'all, let's get into this thing. Third part, the B-Boy stance, when the spirit makes you move. Let's get it. Can I tell y'all something about this passage that I love? I'm going faster than I thought I would, but I'm going to get y'all out of here in a couple minutes. After David sees Mikhail looking down at him, I didn't, we didn't read this earlier, but I'm going to have you do me a favor and go on down a little bit further. Okay? I'm going to change my page. Okay, here we go. Down to verse 20. It says, David went off and then he returned to bless his household. But Mikhail, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David. And she said, oh, how the king of Israel dishonored himself today uncovering himself before the eyes of his servant maids in a vulgar way, just like any shameless, vulgar person would do. David said to Michal, it was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he appointed me to rule over the Lord's people. So I will celebrate the Lord. Here's my verse, 22. And I will become even more undignified than this. And I will risk being humiliated in my own eyes. But by those slave girls, those maids, those servants you spoke of, I will be held in honor. Oh, somebody, please don't miss this thing. Mikhail comes out the house and meets him on the street and says to him, oh, you think you, you think that was cute? You done doing too much. You out here looking all worldly out there. You're looking like the world. You just ain't even looking like God. You out there dancing, your clothes falling off. You crazy. And they did this in front of these little girls, my slaves, the ones I'm overworking, the ones I don't even hold as human, the ones I don't even care about like these ones that get dismissed by my father's household. they just slave girls. That's all they are. And David says, oh yeah? Well, let me tell you something. Yo, daddy wasn't the one chosen. I was. Oh, somebody gonna get that later on. You can keep complaining about the way I'm praising God, but you don't know what God has done for me. You can be a 
upset about what it takes for me to give God praise, but you ain't been down the road I've been down. You don't have the testimony I have. You wasn't with me in them crack houses. You wasn't with me standing on the corners. You wasn't with me when I was doing anything for a blow. You wasn't with me when I was leaving my children by their You wasn't with me when life was crazy. You wasn't with me when God snatched me out of the devil's head. And so I know I may not be dignified for you, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank you Lord for saving me. So I might be a little undignified. Clothes might be coming up. But let me tell you something. You ain't seen nothing yet. I will be even more undignified than this. And not only will I get undignified, I know somebody's watching me. The, 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 the maid, the slave girl was watching David. And she said, how are you going to get undignified in front of these little girls? And what David says is, they're your slaves. You don't even care about them. But watch this. I'll get embarrassed. I'll be looking like a fool. I don't care what people say about me. But after I give God the praise he deserves, them folks you done forgot about, them folks you wrote off, them folks you said would never come to church them folks you said would never follow God them ones you crossed the street from right now them ones you thought you'd never get their life together them ones you was always like I wish they would go somewhere them the ones that God gonna use this to get my undignified praise is who's gonna get their attention you can do that in church show enough if God's been good to you Londale, let me tell you a secret. People are not attracted by your conservative attitude. People are not running in the doors of the church because you're going, God is good. Oh, but when they see that God has done something in you, that you don't walk the way you used to walk, that you don't talk the way you used to talk, that you don't think the way you used to think. And when you think of the goodness of Jesus, you can't even stand still no more. What David's doing is getting somebody's attention. What hip-hop's doing is getting folks' attention. You can't pass us on the street while we dance until our clothes fall off. And yeah, you may think we undignified. Oh, but Lawndale, we only 45 years in. You ain't seen nothing yet. We will get even more undignified. Because we need folks to see that God is real. It's real. Spirit starts to move. You can't stand still. You can't live the way you used to live. You can't be who you used to be. You can't do what you used to do. God is too good. If you do, you go back and say, Lord, I can't live that way. I got to. And y'all look, I just want to challenge us. I want to loosen us up. I want us to be free. I want us to recognize that God is too good. So however it is that you going to give God praise, and I promise this is it. I remember growing up in Ebenezer, there was a guy at my church that we made fun of when I was a kid, but I love it now. When the preacher would get good and get into the hand, 
ha, all that. All he would do is he would stand up. He wouldn't move. He never opened his mouth. I'm talking about my whole life at church. And anytime the preacher made a good point, he'd just go. Every time, like 10 times on the sermon. And when it was a real good point, I never heard him speak one time my entire life. Never. But what I understood as I got older was he couldn't sit still, though. When it got good to him, just like he never ran around. My auntie took laps around the church. My auntie Debbie, she was run, she would kick them shoes off and run around the whole church. That wasn't him. That wasn't. But he couldn't sit still when it was true. He may not have been a shouter and a praiser. His hands didn't throw up. He didn't cry and snot. And they didn't throw no sheets over him on the floor. But when it was good, and when he saw what God had done, an involuntary movement happened. He didn't have to think about whether or not he was. Ooh. And I just want us to get to the point to where when the spirit moves, we just go. When it gets good to us, we just believe and go. That it comes an involuntary movement that will trust God. So here's what I want you to do just for two seconds. I'm walking to the door so y'all can go. I know I'm 15 minutes up. I'm going to walk to the door as you do this. But I want you as an involuntary movement just to think about how good God has been to you. That's all. I ain't telling you the, how you do it or what. Think about where you could have been, the decisions you have made, what God didn't have to do for you, where you could have ended up, where you should have ended up, where you would have ended up if God had not intervened. And I want you just to take 30 seconds, however you decide to do it, and give God a praise the way you know how to praise him. If that's clapping, clap. If that's dancing, dance. If that's shouting, shout. If that's pointing, point. Whatever it is you got to do, to give God some praise, you do it. I ain't looking at you. I ain't judging you. I don't care how undignified you are. I just want you to give God some praise. We're about to start on the count of three. Somebody get yourself ready to give God the praise he deserves. Lawndale, 45 years of loving God and loving people. He's been good to us. On the count of three, we're going to give him praise. Somebody say one, and I'm telling you, he'll be with you. He'll watch over you. He'll keep you. I said two, and when God loves you, and when God's with you, he deserves you giving him praise. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three. Give him praise. Oh, I hope you in your house giving them praise after that. I hope you made you clap your hands and you jumped up and shouted a little bit because God definitely deserves our praise. Y'all, thank you once again. Welcome back to Real Talk About Hip Hop, The Church in the Streets. Before I get out of here, um, once again, I'm just going to drop some bars because I want y'all to recognize just how God, good God's been. So drop another verse for you, man. And, uh, and I hope you'll recognize that God deserves all our praise. And so therefore, we are created to praise him and we need to praise him. So here's my bars. Your attitude and attributes are beautiful, Lord, and suitable for exalting through these musical chords. I'm surely in awe that your character is pure and unflawed. You're holy. Defects are unacceptable. Best of all, your character is not flexible. You don't change. You're the same now and forevermore. So evermore, we'll praise you, gracious Lord, amazing Lord. You saved us, Lord. You're patient, Lord. Yes. Now that's mercy in action. Sovereign perfection that deserves a reaction. You're ever-present, omnipresent, a present to men, omnipotent, omniscient, yet a benevolent friend. 
Lastly, you alone invoke praise from above. Agape, phileo, agape, oh, you are love, a pure dove. We worship at the sound of your name, the ancient of days, who make the finest person ashamed. You are worthy of praise. It's Pastor Jay, Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church of the streets. Yo, get out the b-boy stance, and let's give God the praise he deserves. See y'all next week. We out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We're back here, same time, same day, next week. Come with us. Tell them it's crazy in these streets.